0: Get the body together. How are we church? Great. Great. That's a good answer. Jesus the centre of it all. So as it's probably, and I think Kay alluded to about Christmas, um, now traditionally churches and denominations do Advent in, in December, I um, think a little bit different here this year, So, um, but we want to make Jesus the centre of it all and essentially that's the time coming into, into Christmas. But I I was very mindful of us um, remembering who is front and center. Hence, Jesus be the center of it all as we lead in. Uh, I was awoken by this song that uh, that we played this morning, uh, quite early in the week. And as I wake up from about four o'clock onwards, I go back to sleep. Wake up, this song just kept playing. So I I took that as a sign that the Lord wanted us to have a look at that. And my good wife sent me an email from Warwick Marsh, who spoke here from the Canberra Declaration not that long ago. Um, She knew she had to send it to me because she saw the title of the book that him and his mate have just written. So I wasn't going to look at it because you get that many emails, but I just clicked in there. Guess what the name of the book is? Jesus, center of it all. Amen. Amen. So I spent the next half hour trying to download it and do it, but I didn't get to read it, but that's okay. So I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but Christmas is not about Santa. I just thought we should get that out there, being a church that uh, speaks the truth in love. It's not about Santa. And traditionally, the Advent and leading up to to the New Year and whatnot was a time of preparation, anticipation in in the old world. Um, People would get baptised, I believe, on New Year's Day and and things of that sort. Um, We stole Christmas Day to um, make that... Christ's birthday, I think, off, off the pagans. We thought we'd do a, the uh, Catholic Church thought they'd swap that out for a Christian celebration. So, so there's all these things that have come and traditions and whatnot. So um, but the, the tradition of Advent is one of faith, hope, love, peace and joy. Guess who encompasses all of that? Jesus. So my purpose today is to preach the supremacy of Christ in this season as we lead up to Christmas Day And the deity, or the deity of Christ, that he is in fact God. And deity means like a divine status or nature as creator and supreme being. And the doctrine of Jesus Christ as Lord, as God. Amen? Amen? Is Dave Mack in there? No, he'd be up at the kids' church, isn't he? I spoke to him yesterday just briefly and said, you know, roughly going to be about this. And he said, well, that's great. He's, he's met a lot of people, seems to be more and more people that, are, that have either gone off this tangent or don't actually believe this tangent that Jesus, of Jesus' deity, that he is indeed God. So that was surprising to me. So today we, we draw a line in the sand and we need to know who we worship. We need to know this. And I believe he does need to be lifted high in our hearts and in our minds. And I want us to gain a fresh perspective this morning on, just what, on what we have just stumbled upon, what we have been adopted into as, as Christian sons and daughters of, of the living God. We have an inheritance we can't even imagine or perceive, yeah? The richness of life with eternity or in eternity with God. Now, the martyrs got it. We heard from Voice of the Martyrs last week. I know that was fairly intense and fairly hard-hitting, but, man, I needed that, and I'm sure a lot of you guys did as well. But they got it, and they still get it. Martyrs, they're, they're still happening around the world. We get it in part. We understand it in part. Revelation 12:11, which we often quote, that we overcome the enemy by the, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah, but we don't often add... The next bit, for they love not their lives unto death, even unto death. We're not there yet. And it's a tough prayer to pray, and it's a tough thing to be even thinking about, to, to lay our lives down to that extent. That for them, death was, you know, what did Paul say? To die is, no, to, to live is Christ, to die is gain. But don't go out doing any dying around the place just, just yet, Okay? Now that's pretty extreme, so, so on a lighter note, um, on the second slide, John Piper said, um, if you don't embrace a Christ that is big enough and clear enough, you will simply be, or sorry, you will be a sitting duck for Christ-diminishing, Christ-distorting philosophy, empty deceit and human tradition. Amen? Amen. You might want to write that down and take a photo, that's very good. That sort of epitomises part of what I'd like to say today. Scripture says that we nullify the Word of God. It goes similar similar to this, that the religiousness and traditions of man nullify the Word of God. That's what they can do. They can make the Word of God to have no effect in our lives. Woe to us if that happens. And it's just this 1% off. If we get 1% off, in time we're miles off yeah and I'm just thinking about Santa Claus God bless him it's interesting with our kids or not our kids but other people's kids the worldly kids that um, this Santa gets exalted gets lifted up and it's like this real thing and he comes and he does this and he does that you're being good you're being bad but then when kids get to a certain age, or oh, it's just a lie, it wasn't true. So we lie to it, we deceive our kids. Now, it might be well-meaning, and look, I'm not a gringe. It's enough of them around. They're laughing on the front row. Oh, you still believe, sorry. Yep. Yeah, no, of course, Santa's real. Sorry, sorry if there's any kids. Oh, look, Burst your bubble. Just imagine. Um, I've got to speak the truth. But it's like a deception or a lie. So then we're talking about Jesus, we're talking about God, we're talking about all these things. You see what, can you see where I'm coming from? It's like this pattern. Anyway, that's just a bit off to the side. That bit was free. It didn't cost you anything. Colossians 2.8 says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human traditions and not according to the traditions of Christ. So I want to do a little expository today. I want Christ to be at the centre of it. I want him to be lifted up. And I want us to have a fresh revelation. Or even a revelation. Depends where you're at. Certainly a fresh revelation, a fresh reminder. And as the lion, we spoke about the lion roaring. I pray that through his word, he roars in your heart and awakens something. Yep. So I'm just going to read this in its entirety. Um, obviously, Colossians 1, 15 to 20. Who loves that piece of scripture? That's probably the, in my mind, there's two or three, but that's probably the best exaltation of Jesus in scripture. I'll just read it in its entirety, then we're going to go through it. So um, just poke the person next to you and say, I'm keeping an eye on you, don't you fall asleep. All right? Go on, off you go. No, don't worry. For the Son is the image of the invisible God for god was pleased to have all god was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross amen john indeed amen that's a lovely piece of scripture so lord i just pray that we can expound this correctly today, and that we can um, give you glory through your word in Jesus' name. Okay, so we're just going to break this down. Uh, Hebrew, uh, sorry, the son of, uh, sorry, the son is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the inv- is the image of the invisible God. God lives in uh, like uh, what is it, unapproachable light. Hebrews 1.3 says that the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. Colossians 2.9-10, just over the page, if you've got a 1984 NIV. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity is, lives in bodily form, all the fullness, God, all the fullness and in Christ you've been brought to fullness, that's for another story but Jared we've been brought to fullness in Christ, God is fullness in Jesus, hallelujah, there's so much we've got to grasp, he's the head over every power and every authority, John fourteen nine uh, was when um, uh, Philip said to Jesus as he's explaining these some of these things. Philip says, Who, uh, "Show us the Father." And Jesus said, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. You've seen God. Now we can't physically, but that's how you see Him. Unless if there's another way, let me know after the service. Sorry." Thank you. Correct. Someone give her a, a uh, red frog. <laughs> 1 John 18 says, No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son. Now, no, no, I won't go there, but Old Testament Scriptures, Jesus revealed himself who is himself God. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God. If you're struggling with the deity... Doctrine, scripture, must interpret scripture, yeah? And is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Goes on to say, he's the firstborn over all creation. Uh, Six times the Lord, uh, sorry, the Lord Jesus is declared to be the firstborn of God. So these passages declare the pre-existence, the sovereignty of Jesus and the redemption that Jesus offers. And it expresses his sovereignty over creation. He was not created. He was manifest as a baby in the flesh, but Jesus, true Jesus, spirit was not Created, being firstborn. It's a title of priority and position, and not simply one of time. And it it proclaims his preeminence as the eternal Son of God. He created the universe, he's the ruler of creation. For in him all things were created. All things were created by Jesus. Things is in heaven and on earth. We get the earth bit in heaven. All things in heaven. We're trying to put him where he needs to be today. Jesus is what? Lord. Amen. Visible and invisible. So, all the seen realm, everything we don't see, he created. Whether thrones, powers, rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. John one says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. This is what we're t- talking about, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him knowing, sorry, without him nothing was made that has been made scripture interprets scripture next next um, slide he is before all things that's alluded to there as with what I've just shared but there's an interesting here when he was uh, he'd been pulled before the Sanhedrin I think or the the Pharisees he'd been questioned as he was often man they used to get angry And, and their idea of the son of God son of man Messiah that was different to ours, they knew what that meant. They knew to say that you were the son of God meant that you were God. It's, they had such a richer understanding. But he said to them, he said, your fa-, and they taught their sons of Abraham and they, Abraham's their father. He said, your father Abraham, this is Jesus, your father Abraham rejoiced, rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, they said. And you have seen Abraham. Now one day we'll do a play and we'll do that. How they would have said it would have been bitter, venomous, hatred, spitting at him. Jesus said, very truly. There's a lot in that. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. And there's a lot in that word, those words, I am, for another day. Before Abraham was born, I am. So that, that's what set them off <laughs> because they understood what it meant to say I am in that context. So they picked up stones. They were going to kill him, murder him in cold blood on the spot. Religious leaders of the day who knew the scriptures better than you and I are probably ever going to know them. The Torah, the, the, the old books, they could recite them. So they knew but they didn't know, they didn't see. But he slipped away, and in him all things hold together. Hebrews 13, um, sorry, 1.3, the second part of that says that um, he is sustaining all things by his powerful word. As we are sustained in our life, we know the breath of God, we can't do without. He breathed into us, that ruach, that's our very life. He is the air we breathe. But Jesus is sustaining all things by his powerful word that went out and it's still going out. That's why infinite universe is infinite, still going. And he is the head of the body, the church. So I prayed earlier that uh, he is the head of the body. Scripture tells us that. He needs to be head of the body. We've heard messages about him being the chief cornerstone the head. I've said that he's the, he's the head, we should let him do the thinking, allow him to do the planning, the strategy, the direction. He's the architect. Amen? I'll just make sure all awake, just poke the person next to you if they're nodding off. This is really good stuff, I know it's deep, I know it's heavy but it's Christmas, we've got to put him in the right place as we lead into the next two weeks. We all have a unique opportunity in this world with our neighbours, with our friends just to speak the name of Jesus. Don't preach to them, don't bash them over the head, just live it, be it, talk about it, proclaim it. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the, the uh, supremacy. He is, he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. Now, that's a little bit of a different idea Revelation 1, 4a and 5 says, Grace and peace to you from him who is, who was, and who is to come. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead. Just as Jesus had the status of being the firstborn in creation, or of creation, also firstborn of the dead means that he sits at the head of a new family. The church, his church, us. He now sits at the head, the ecclesia, the called out ones, us, those that believe, those that have received Christ as Lord and Saviour, confessed their sins, had a revelation that they are a sinner and they need a Saviour. The church over whom death has no power unless we give it place. Christ is the founder and initiator of the new era. God brings about through Christ's victory on the cross over sin and death and it opens the way for us to have this glorious new covenant of grace, yeah? Jesus flicked the switch he flicked the switch it's a new covenant and it's a lot better than the old one, Amen? Amen. amen? 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 With a flick of the switch Uh, we've got the next slide, I think. Not far to go. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven. God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Matthew three seventeen, um just to explain the pleasure that God had in Jesus the part of himself that he just put into that human flesh. A voice from heaven said, this is right at the start. He'd seen his 30 years. He'd seen him walk circumspectly. He'd seen him not sin. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, with, which, with whom I am well pleased. Yeah, we'll get to that, John. Don't steal my thunder. Come on. Matthew seventeen five. Whereas brother John correctly discerns. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. This is a transfiguration. They're up on the mountain, James, John, James, John and Peter, and Jesus, he gets transfigured. I'm hoping that'll happen one day or my hair will come back. And <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know if that's what transfiguration does, but um, get my six-pack back while he was still speaking a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said this is my son whom I love with whom I am well pleased listen to him, listen to him. god through jesus is telling them to listen to him we've got to listen to him not just hear listen hearing's just you can hear holy but you can hear me now listen not to what i'm saying but what god's trying to say to you through me with whom I am well pleased, listen to him. John 5.19 says that the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. God was pleased with Jesus and God listened to Jesus. God had heard his prayers He heard his prayers because of his reverent submission, his piety, his perfect life. He had a direct line because he walked perfectly. We let things hinder us, things in the flesh, things of the world, thorns, deceitfulness of wealth, all those things in scripture we let hinder us a bit. And for men, there's a specific scripture that if we don't treat our wives correctly and honour them, God will not hear our prayers. That's specific in 1 or second Peter. So we can do things to hinder our prayers and to put a ceiling on what we're trying to do. We're wondering why God's not answering our prayer. Take a step back. Put him in the right place. Listen to what he said. That's for me as well. Don't worry about that. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. There's a whole series of sermons about the blood of Christ and what that means, what that brings us, what that has brought us, the blood of Christ on the cross. And this peace that it's brought us. Now we know, because immediately I get these scriptures in my mind, you know, I did not come to the earth to bring peace but a sword. That's not what we're talking about here. He did come to bring a sword. You either believe or you don't. You believe there's a peace that surpasses your understanding. You don't believe, there's no peace. And you might have short-term peace, got a lot of money, got a good job, got a house, got a car, got this, got this, got that. That can go in an instant. The peace I'm talking about is like this in Romans 5 1 2. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. We have peace with God. That's what we're talking about. Peace with God. Reconciliation. What was broken is now fixed. Connection to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Creator. Through our Lord Jesus Christ and what He did, through whom we have gained access by faith, it's all by faith, our life is a life of faith, into this grace in which we now stand. Jesus flicked the switch into a new covenant of grace in which we now stand, in which we now can stand. And the blood of lambs and goats and bulls and doves, there might have appeased for a season. But the pure, spotless blood of the lamb brings it forever. John fourteen twenty seven. from Jesus himself says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. So not as the world gives, not that sort of peace, but godly peace, reconciliation with the king. And one of my favourite scriptures, and I probably say this every time I do communion, is that the punishment that brought us peace was upon him on that cross. Isaiah 53. Your peace, my peace, and whoever shall believe peace, so help me God, was upon him the Lamb who was slain for the sins of the world, for your sins and for my sins. We put him there. All have fallen short of the glory of God. I just led to go to Isaiah 9. I haven't... um, And you'll hear this at Christmas time, so maybe that's it, but for us, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders... That means he carries the weight of that deity. He is, he's got the responsibility and the empowerment to carry that government on his shoulders. It's not the government oppressing him. It's the governmental anointment, anointing. And he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. We're trying to establish him as God this morning and put him in his rightful place. This is about, what, 600 years earlier? Isaiah, he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end, we're part of that. Trying to establish God and Jesus rather than put him in his right place today. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And if we're in a courtroom, case dismissed, Jesus is Lord. Amen. I don't know if we'll um, just let me have a look at this sorry revelation five revelation's an interesting book as we all know but it was about the scroll he the scrolls that john's seeing what's happening in heaven and he was gutted that um there was no one worthy to un, unfold that scroll then i saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain standing in the center of the throne you don't get to stand in the center of the throne as some offsider or some fly by nighter yeah there 's a lot there, seven spirits of God were there that 's another story for another day. The elders the church they 're talking that you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seal because you were slain, and ten thousands and thousands of angels, thousands upon thousands, so that 's millions upon millions, and ten thousands upon ten thousand millions of millions, millions of angels. They encircled the throne and in a loud voice they sang, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. It goes on later to say to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb, be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. That's Jesus as Lord. So, just that last slide. This sums it up for me. But there's a song, an old song, I think. Um, you know, you are my all-in-all. All. But I think we used to do a round with that, didn't we? The bo- girls would sing it. I don't know. But I believe that's where it comes from. Here's our all-in-all. All. all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters, is the centre of it all. Amen? Amen. He is our all in all. Amen? Amen. So I'm just going to close in prayer. Um, I think we need another song, if we can, Kay. I know that's very short notice, but um, even if you just want to come up and... And we might just do that chorus, maybe, just in a minute after I pray. So Lord, um, just bow bow our heads, close our eyes, don't worry about who's around us, where we are, what we're doing. It's not an altar call, but if you want to come up to the front and get prayer or you want to come up and say, I need to make Jesus the centre of my life, I want to open up the front for that to happen. We've got elders and pastors to pray. If you want to draw a line in the sand two weeks out from Christmas Day, and say enough's enough you need to be all in all because you already are all in all but i need to make a commitment to make put you first to put you back at the center or back on the throne of my life because i've been sitting on it myself so i pray today <clears throat> we thank you that you are at all in all we thank you that you are at the center of it all even time itself the year 2023 2023 years since what since you you're the beginning and you are the end. You're one that was and is and is to come. So we thank you that you are the centre of it all. We might just have those lights dimmed if we can. Um, and Lord, I pray that we would not just sing this, but we would live this, we would declare this, that um, we would make you the centre of our lives. And whether you need to do that again or for the first time or you just want to refresh... And Lord, I pray as well, in greater measure, that we would make you the centre of this church, the centre of this congregation. You would not only be the head, Lord, which you are, but you would be the heart of this place. You would be central. I pray that, Lord, with all my heart, that that's the place we would get to. We're on a journey. Life is a journey, it's not a destination. So Lord, I pray you hold our hand as individuals and as a church on this journey to bring you glory by putting in your rightful place. It's scriptural that we would put you on the throne of our own lives and of this church. So as we pray, as we um, sing this song, let it be a prayer from our hearts. Lift you up, Lord, in this place. Jesus, lift you up, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We lift you up. We put you in your rightful place this morning, Lord. As I say, two weeks out from Christmas, let us proclaim you as Lord. Let us proclaim you as Saviour. Let us exalt you. Put you back on the throne, Lord. You're our all in all. Praise your name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, worship team.